This week on the Cartoon Cartoon Wednesdays podcast, we'll be talking about... Regular Show is a show that, of course, ran on Cartoon Network and it premiered on September the 6th of 2010 on the Cartoon Network. Let's give you a quick rundown of this series. Um, regular Show follows the titular characters Mordecai and Rigby of Blue Jay, Mordecai and Rigby a raccoon, as 23-year-olds, 23-year-olds at a park. Now, the show sounds stupid already, but it's not stupid. It's actually very funny and amazing. The show follows them in their misadventures, but no flapjack. Essentially what happens is, the show starts off with Mordecai and Rigby doing something mundane or normal. Doing a job, playing video games, or getting coffee, you know, normal stuff. But as the show progresses, it gets more and more and more crazy. Regular show follows the 11 minute format, each episode is 11 minutes, and the first season had 12 episodes. Um, I'll be talking about a few of them today, but before we get into that, let's talk about some of um, the more production-wise things. Um, regular show was created by a man named J.G. Quintel. J.G. Quintel is the voice of Mordecai, and Mordecai's voice is J.G.'s voice, like verbatim, no change, no nothing. But the interesting thing is that when um, he was voicing Mordecai, he had to get used to yelling because he is a easygoing guy. And so when he had to yell for Mordecai, it took him a while, it took him some time to get used to um, yelling and screaming for Mordecai, which you can't really tell. You know, it sounds kind of normal, like, like it's a normal person doing this his whole life. But it, that's a nice little fact about the show. And also some things about the show is that um, it was, uh, oh yeah, one of the voice actors, Sam Marin, who is the voice of Benson, who is the voice of, uh, the voice of Benson, Pops, and Muscle Man. And there's this um, clip of him at Comic-Con where he just does all three voices back to back. Oh, I had a gentleman on the subway who needed money, so I helped him out, and he will, he will find his way back to the moon. <laughs> Pops, come on. We went over this. He was not really from the moon. He just took all your lollipops, okay? Oh, Benson, you're just upset about Central Park. I am not, okay? I am not! You know who else gives me money to, gives money to weird guys in the subway? <laughs> my mom! Now, along with um, Mordecai and Rigby, there are several other people that work at the park. There's Benson, their park manager, who's a gumball machine. There's Muscle Man, this little weird, green, fat dude. Um, there's High Five Ghost, a ghost, like, kind of like a Pac-Man-esque ghost with a hand sticking up top of his head, High Five Ghost. There's Pops, who's Mr. Maynard's son. Mr. Maynard is the guy that owns the park, and Pops looks like a, a lollipop man, like, he has this huge, oversized head. And then, episode four of season, no, excuse me, episode four, episode eight of season one, it's kind of, like, hinted at. Pops' head is so big because of the microwave, not microwave, but the radiation and like those old brick 80s phones. Because he gives Mordecai and Rigby these phones and then they use them and he says, mind the radiation. And then we look at his head and it just throbs. So it it's like kind of hinted at his head maybe because of a tumor. And then we have Skips, who's a Yeti. Now, when I was a little kid, I didn't notice and I couldn't tell, but Skips is voiced by Mark Hamill. 
So Luke, so the guy who played Luke Skywalker and the Joker, the like animated Joker, in most series, it skips. Like I can't even think about how they got like Mark Hamill, big name money, like a big name voice actor guy to voice like this show that had twelve episodes the first season and was really, really like out there. It's like like a big gamble. I'm like Mark Hamill must have like he must have really liked um like Risk. That's my why, why he must have got on his butt. That's all I can really think of. So those are our main characters. And then another character um, that's a recurring character season one is Margaret. Margaret is like Robin or Cardinal, some kind of red bird. And she's Mordecai's love interest. She works at the coffee shop. And during the first season, we see her with a couple of different boyfriends. And like Mordecai really wants to get with her. And later on in this series, we'll see how bad he wants to get with her. Um, since we're just working with the first season, I can't go really into depth in the depth with Margaret's character and her relationship with Mordecai, but just have it be known that I really don't like Margaret as a character, and I really wish I could go into why, but I can't because we're just working with first season material. That being said, let's um, get into our first episode that we're talking about for this season, and that will be episode number one, The Power. The basis of The Power is that Mordecai and Rigby um they are playing oh by the way so this is the first episode of the first season so first episode of regular show history and um in this um episode the first image we see is this wrestler who's on uh the ropes and he jumps down and the wrestler looks kind of like hulk hogan and in this episode mordecai and rigby um opening the episode mordecai and rigby are like wrestling this plushie that looks like the guy on the television his name is bean burrito and, like, the show has a very 80s aesthetic. It doesn't take place in the 80s because in episode uh, 8, I kind of, you they go through, like, they go back in time and they get, come back to present time. And as they pass different times, they pass 2001, 2004. And a lot of the times, um, different years are, like, three years apart. And, it, like, when they get to, like, the present year, it's just called the present. So I've taken to assume that, um, the regular show takes place somewhere between, or at least the first season takes place somewhere between 2007 to 2008, but even though it has, like, it takes place in, like, modern times, it still has a very 80s aesthetic, like, Mordecai and Rigby, they play a video game system, the system has, um, um, 8-bit graphic, 8-bit graphics, a lot of the cars, um, are, like, old 80s cars, a very 80s aesthetic, like, there's a Blockbuster, well, this was 07, 07 to 2010, so I guess Blockbuster was really still a thing back then, so those are just some of the things about the show, I kind of put it ambiguous in the, um, kind of ambiguous in the time in which it lies, but we definitely know it doesn't take place in the 80s, it just has an 80s aesthetic, so I kind of, like, assume it's, like, a headcanon fan theory, that technology just like stopped improving at a certain point. We just reached a pinnacle of technology. So it just stopped improving. But enough about um, crazy fan theories. Let's like get some reviews. So episode one. Like I said. Um, call it the power. Opening with Mordecai and Rigby wrestling this doll. And then during this scene. A lot of crazy stuff happens. Actually I'm going to reenact the scene for you. So they get, so Ruby pulls the doll into the place on the floor. And then Mordecai stands on this filing cabinet. And there's this trampoline, which is also Rigby's bed. Um, 
and it's put at an angle, so when you bounce on it, it's going to send you, so you come down and it's straight, it's like a 90 degree angle, or more like a 45, so you go in a 90 degree, so you come down straight, and you go out like a 90 degree angle, that's how it's set up, so then, he, he gets into a ball in Mordecai's hands, and it's like, he looks, Rigby looks at the doll and says, what did you say? Oh, dude, I think he wants to put a hurt, I think somebody put a hurt on him, does he want you to put a hurt on him? Looks back at the doll, I think he wants to put a hurt on him, I think he does want you to put a hurt on him, oh, oh, oh! And then Rigby crashes into one. He puts like this massive hole. Not a massive hole, but a pretty decently sized hole in the wall. That's essentially the premise of the episode. And then um there's like, how are we gonna fix this hole in the wall? And um they never really think about an easy solution because like they're thinking like Vince is gonna be pissed when he sees this. And he kinda it, well, he, he never really noticed it and he gets kinda he doesn't get pissed at all. But they're like, uh, we're gonna fix this hole. So they think so what their plan is to go ask Benson for raises so they can um pay somebody to fix the hole. So Rigby pulls out the keyboard. Mark guy's like, where did you get this keyboard from? And it goes to a flashback of this wizard guy who has the who has the keyboard and he puts it on the park bench and he goes and it takes a massive leak. Like he just shoop, zips down his pants and he's and while he's pissing, Rigby just snatches it. Well, the thing is funny because Rigby's a raccoon, and raccoon are con raccoons are known to be like thieves. So he steals from the first episode. So you kind of get the sense that this isn't a regular show. It like, in what like show would a would a main character steal and not facing kind of repercussions or like morals, you know? It just happens. He just takes it, and nobody just bats an eye, not even Mordecai. So then they play it, and it's like real synthy, like 80s. And it's like Mordecai, and Rigby's like, What do you want to name it? Mordecai's like, I'll name it after a girl I always wanted to date, The Power. And it just etches itself on the um, the keyboard. So later in the episode, they um, get to mastering the keyboard and how it works, and then they. Um, they go to Benson, and they do this little dance routine. It's like, give us a raise, loser. And he's like, you know what? You guys have been working hard, so here's 20 bucks. We'll discuss your pay rates at the end of the, at the, end of the week. And so they just go around, you know, just doing cool stuff with the power, the keyboard. And they kind of realize that the power has reality-altering um, abilities because throughout, there's like this slight montage sequence. And during that montage sequence, um, they get a, I know they get a car and they drive the car, and as they drive the car, the car gets flames on it. It's like they like they press some keyboard, like button titles, whatever you call the keys on the keyboard, and they do a little sweet little tune, and um, the flames spiral in the front of the car, so it's kind of cool. So later on, they see skips, and this is the scene if like like when regular show like first premiere, like that first season, second season. And it kind of do like that song. Don't look at our crotches while we synchronize our watches. Whoop, 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 whoop. And like that's the scene I always remember. Like the promos and like after he says and the, and the promos after he says whoop, 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 whoop. It's followed by chocolate cake. I just really remember those promos. But the full scene like in the show is don't look at our crotches while we synchronize our watches. Whoop, 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 whoop. Beep, 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 because in hindsight, I think I just imagined the chocolate cake part, because that actually doesn't exist. Five, six, seven, eight, 
Using the power in your face Sending you back to your place Don't look at our crotches while we synchronize our watches Synchronized Skips, it's time for you to go away. It's time for you to go to your room. Yeah, Skips, it's time for you to go to the moon. <gasps> so during that whole kind of section, they're doing that thing where um you take one arm out of your sleeve and you put it in your shirt and you grab the like the loose sleeve and then you just move your 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 arms up and down. And they're just, just being like kind of funny with it. And so in that scene, if you couldn't tell, they used the well, they accidentally used the power of the power and send skips to the moon. And so they end up going to get Benson and Pops and go to the moon. And um Rick waits in the golf cart while Mordecai gets Benson and Pops. And um, then, then they go to the moon. And when they get on the moon, there's this bunch of shit all over the moon. Mind you, no helmets, no spacesuits, no nothing, just on the moon. So, there's just this bunch of, um, like, this shit on the moon. And it's because while they were in there, this is a scene I remember so fucking clearly. Um, I, because this was my favorite scene. Um, this was my favorite scene as a little kid. I, like, I, we had, like, I think we had direct TV. And this, I, like, recorded this one scene when I first saw it. So, like, I not record. I just re rewinded it like six, seven, eight times, and I was bawled out laughing, could barely breathe. And what happens is, Mordecai sees all this stuff. He's like, "Rick, what did you do?" And we cut to a flashback: is bunch of baby ducks send them to the moon. So the machine that doesn't work, send them to the moon. You drill bit. And that's just all I remember. <laughs> that had me dead as a little kid. I'm sorry, bro. It just did. Anyway, this episode kind of ends with um, this weird monster being a combination of Mordecai Rigby and their, and their doll um, chasing skips. And they end up um, making it back to, they use the power to get back to Earth. And when they land back on Earth, um, they land in Mordecai Rigby's room and just shatters all the drywall. So there's um, all the drywall um, ceilings and on walls is gone. But that hole that they created, it's still there. Just that little, that little bit of drywall is still there. And Benson makes Mordecai and Rigby give Skips the keep the power. And he breaks it. And that's what episode ends. Um, let's move on to episode two. There's not much to talk about in episode two. I just want to kind of mention that Rigby is low-key strong as shit. Uh, because in episode two called Set Up the Chairs... This is the excuse me. This is the episode where um Mordecai, Mordecai and Rigby have to set up the chairs and they but they don't and they play those video games and that devil the destroyer worlds comes out of that one video game they have to stop it. But during this, there's this one scene where um um Rigby's just fucking around and he has this this chair on his body and then these two chairs on his arm and he's just waving them things around just moving and like it's so casually. Like, this isn't putting the stress on his body. Well, folks, I looked up, and it was like, looked like the standard metal folding chairs we all know and seen. And those weigh about, about five to nine pounds, nothing really heavy. But it's the fact that he had them on his whole arm, while having one on his body, two, well, one on each arm, just waving those things around like they're, um, like they're streamers or, um, 
or like something super light and that's just or like a balloon just super crazy i'm like they're not heavy we can all carry them but just wave them around like that like it's not fucking with you at all i just make the ring be strong as shit but he if rigby's that strong everybody else is like leagues above him and we're gonna get to that but before we get let's take let's take a little pit stop at episode three episode three called caffeine concert tickets and this episode um they want to get this they want to get uh concert tickets to see their band fist pump but they can't so they have to work a lot of hours and they and the only tickets available are the um are the super deluxe front row seats so to get <laughs> to get then they have to work and then they meet these two people i guess you would call them one's a human coffee bean like a giant life-size human-sized coffee bean the other one's like this asian guy and the on the coffee bean only says coffee 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 and um the asian guy translates for him and like mordecai's whole motivation through this is to see some lady pecs they couldn't say boobs so they had to say lady pecs i didn't know i didn't know what lady pecs meant as a little kid but he meant boobs it's kind of funny. So that's Mordecai's whole motivation for really wanting to see the concert, seeing more uh, Morgan like a loose fitting, revealing shirt, and see her lady pecs. And um, oh yeah, that um, that um, coffee bean squirts like this really, I guess, powerful coffee into their mouths through his titties, which is really weird. And at the end, um, at the end of the episode, well, like not the end, but towards the end of the episode they drug them and give them this um this spike coffee it just makes them collapse and had Mordecai and Rigby on some fucking um Bill Cosby shit like what did you do to my drink then they wake up um and they chase the coffee bean the Asian guy now and then they get their tickets back but they end up falling asleep during the concert because they really didn't do much but that's that's enough of that detail in episode three let's get to the meat potatoes of what I'm going to talk about episode four death punches so essentially, here's how Death Punchies start. And Death Punchies, um, Mordecai and Rigby, they buy a game, and I forget what the game's called. And Mordecai and Rigby's like, um, let's stretch out our hammies before we start. But Mordecai already picked player one. He was like, I don't know, I want to be player one this time. You're always player one. He was like, dude, it's not that big a deal. You be playing. You be player two. He was like, I'm not being player two. And so Mordecai's like, chill, chill, bro. Let's play some punchies for it. Like punchies, I suck at punchies. And we cut to a flashback of um, Rigby just losing in punchies. <laughs> Excuse me, losing in punchies to <laughs> to pops, muscle man, and skips. <laughs> so first he loses. <laughs> I think it's Muscle Man first. Muscle Man smacks Ricky in the eye. And he goes flying to the um to the other side of the kitchen, and he just goes limp. And then Pops comes up to him, you know, just you know, just moving his arms like his little arms around. He hits Rigby, and it shotguns Ricky to the other side of the room to a, like the door. And I can't remember. Rigby flew at least a good, you know. Uh, five ten feet <laughs> collapses, and then we cut to um the um the final one with <laughs> Skips. <laughs> They're at this restaurant. Ricky's <laughs> on the table, and then Skips pulls back his arm. <laughs> we don't see the contact. 
<laughs> the next thing we see is Rigby. <laughs> Rigby being um, airlifted via chopper to the to the hospital. There's ambulances and, and, and fire trucks all right there. Holy shit. Rigby just gets bodied by everybody. And then when we come out of the flashback, we see um, Mordecai making fun of Rigby. Because when they went to the hospital, they had to take remove his butt cheek so now his butt cheek looks so weird it's like the left butt cheek it looks it, it just it looks like it's own mini kind of butt and then the right butt cheek looks normal so they call him the one cheek wonder oh my god dude you don't beat anybody at punchies yes i do no you don't Quick, Doctor. Both of these butt cheeks are unrecognizable. If we want anybody to be able to recognize this as a butt in the future, then we're gonna have to do a complete butt transplant. Stat. Stop talking! There was only damage to the one cheek and you know it! <laughs> That's right! We used to call you the one cheek wonder! Dude, I'm bringing it back. You better not! Is that one cheek wonder? I hope he's not trying to play punches with cheeks like that. <laughs> Shut up! Don't look at them! I'll win at punches, you'll see! So Rigby goes and he has crybaby time. And he crashes the room and he finds his app for Death Kwon Do. So um, he goes to the Death Kwon Do guy and he's like, um, Yo, I want to learn Death Kwon Do. And the Death Kwon Do guy's like, No. You're not pure of heart. You just want punchies to beat your friends. So he doesn't give them to him. But um, somehow the, the sensei dude gets um, distracted. And he rips the Def Kwan. He rips the Def Kwan. The Def Punch um, out of his book. And he turns around. And he's like, no. And then I think uh one of the the pupils his pupils comes and he's like um sensei somebody def kwan <laughs> somebody took a def kwan dump and caught the toilet no <laughs> i'm just saying like i know my shits be ranked but i ain't never i haven't had one in a good solid four five six years that then clogged the toilet I'm saying, like, what did you have to eat to clog the toilet? I'm sorry, dog. I mean, this is Def Do type clogging. So, I mean, this man must have, whoo, he must have took a Def, he took a Def Kwan Do, and he, like, he didn't, he didn't, he, on that toilet, then clogged that bitch up. God damn, I got Def unclogged the toilet with the Def plunger. Some bullshit. Anyway, Rigby comes um uh, back to the park comes home and he learns the death punch all you have to do is take some ripped jeans so he looks at the picture of the guy doing the death punch essentially all you gotta do is have a mullet and wear some ripped jeans and you can essentially punch with the force of like a thousand suns so it's kind of like um excuse me talking about one piece fans out there it was basically advanced conquerors hockey um, before Advanced Congress Hockey. So I'm not saying Oda Copy, but I'm saying Oda Copy. So you just punch and it sends out the shockwave. That's kind of like how Advanced Conquerors Hockey works. You can punch your opponent without touching them. But we're not talking about One Piece now, are we? Anyway, he goes around and he gets, after he learns to punch, he goes around and he gets revenge 
Oh, he punches Muscle Man so hard that he hits the shed and his butt goes over his face. And then he, um, he punches Pops in the sun. And then he punches Skip so hard he just makes a, like a crater in the ground. And then he just goes like manic and rabies trying to find Mordecai so you can beat him at punches. And then uh, Mordecai comes out the toilet and he's like, all right, Rigby, crap every, <laughs> crap every time it's over. Let's go get the food on me. So he looks out the window and he sees Rigby just beating people up for no reason. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And so then he comes back. Um, so then he, I think it's like the next scene, he comes back and he's like, where's Rigby? And Rigby has, um, he's torn the park up. Park is just torn to shreds, craters everywhere and just broken lights and everything and so he has um so he comes back and he has muscle man fanning him he had skips doing giving him a foot massage and he just has pops doing something i can't remember what pops is doing and mordecai comes back and he's like rigby i'm here to challenge you so rigby goes to attack him but mordecai knows a rule the the death i mean knows a move the death quan block I mean, the death block, and it's just, it counteracts Rigby's punch, so it's the immovable, immovable object meets unstoppable force, and he, every time he punches it, he creates a deeper and deeper hole in the ground, and this goes on until they get so far down that lava starts to pull into the hole, and this is where Rigby reveals that he just wanted to win at punches one time, so Mordecai just fakes being hurt and let Rigby win, and so, um, and so he's like, okay, dude, let's get out of here. And so he asks Rigby, okay, you want to do the death jump or the death dump? And Rigby says, the death jump. So Mordecai just puts his hand in the air and he jumps out on some, and with the sound effect of the uh, $6 million man. Oh, uh, man. A lot of, like, more 80s references. Next episode, we're going to take a little detour at Free Cake. The most notable thing about this is that Mordecai and Rigby are some cheap-ass motherfuckers. So they find this, Rigby finds this plate, and they want to put some cake on the plate. And so they they want to go, they go to the store to get some cake mix, and it's like a, uh, it's like, it's a buck fifty. Like, I told you cake was expensive, and they toss that shit back. Like, niggas can't afford a dollar fifty worth of cake mix. These motherfuckers are either broke or cheap as shit. So they end up trying to get, um, they figure out if it's your birthday, you get free cake. Happens to be Skip's birthday. And so they try to get skips to, you know, so his brother so getting some cake. Um, that doesn't go right. Skips, we learn that Skips is immortal. And Skips has to do his ceremonial dance on his birthday all the time. So he maintains his mortality. But um, he doesn't do that. Mordecai Rigby um, ruin it. Or Rigby ruins it, rather. And um, and after that, uh, this guy called Gary, he comes down in the El Camino. And he picks Skips up, or he kidnaps Skips, rather. And Mordecai and Rigby chase him down. But I want to talk about this, because the most notable thing is that, um... Gary, like, already put, like, peels off. And Mordecai and Rigby have to chase him down after he's left, and after he's, like, left, like, track marks. But they catch up to him. So, just some quick facts. He's driving a El Camino. Well, it's a supernatural El Camino, but let's just go with the facts of a natural El Camino. El Caminos can reach speeds of 130 miles per hour. And Mordecai and Rigby catch up to him. I'm not saying he's going 130 miles per hour now, but he's probably going probably like 30 to 50 miles per hour. And Mordecai and Rigby easily, without breaking a sweat, catch up to him. So these niggas are fucking superhuman. They're already not human, but they're just fucking out there. 
that's what I want to talk about. The fact that Mordecai would be a fucking superhuman. So we're going to episode six, another detour at Meet Your Maker. I only want to talk about this because they censored it. Um, when it originally aired, um, Mordecai says, you pissed me off. I remember that's, like, that's the first time I said pissed. So just to show, like, I be seeing what these old, you know, cranky parents be saying that, like, TV can influence their kids. TV can influence their kids because that, because I never really said it pissed off. Cause I never really, like, knew what it meant. But then he said it. I was like, damn, that's kind of cool. I said pissed one out when the show came out. I was like, seven, eight. And I was like, you probably shouldn't be saying that word. I was like, okay, fair enough. And I stopped saying it. But it's censored to tick off, ticked off. Cause I watched on HBO Max and I figured, and I did some research and it was like, um, whenever you watch it on a streaming service and on DVD, it's been, um, it's been censored. Okay, okay. Let's not blame anyone. Now, how in the heck are we going to fix this stuff? Okay, okay. Let's not blame anyone. Now, how in the H are we going to fix this S? But he's going to be ticked. But he's going to be pissed. Oh, man, it's almost eight. We're not going to find him. Let's just eat it. No. Benson's going to get ticked, so we shouldn't. Benson's going to get like that no matter what. Oh, man, it's almost eight. We're not going to find him. Let's just eat it. No. Benson's going to get pissed, so we shouldn't. Benson's going to get like that no matter what. You ticked me off. You pissed me off. Okay, now that we're done there, let's move on to another episode. Um, Oh, episode seven, Slight Detour. I didn't like this episode. To me, it was kind of cringy because um, what happens in this episode is that Mordecai and Ruby just lie a lot. And I'm not saying, oh, lying's bad. Lying. That's not what I'm saying. Is that it just the premise of them lying, it just felt kind of cringy to me, and I couldn't even, like, watch all of it, it had this breeze to it, because, like, it was just, like, as a kid, I didn't really like it, it wasn't even that entertaining to me, you know, every episode can't be a banger, episode eight, um, there's a clockwork, um, unicorns come because Mordecai wants to get this cologne, like, he sees this cologne commercial, where the guy sprays a cologne, and chicks just come and rip his clothes off, like, what guy looks at cologne commercial, like, yeah, that's going to be me. That cologne, that cologne is going to make me the shit. Like, cologne commercials already are super fucking weird, if we're being honest with each ourselves. So, I just thought that was kind of funny, and these unicorns are dicks. Uh, yeah, uh, not really much happens in this. But then, episode 9, Prank Callers. Prank Callers is where, so in this episode, Mordecai and Rigby, um... Mordecai and Rigby watch his prank caller go watch his, like, prank calling YouTube videos. Remember when those were popular? And so it's just, like, a product of the time. And they're like, let's become prank callers. And then um, they prank call Skips. They prank call Pops. And they use, like, the Joe Mama. You know, Joe Mama. It's kind of basic prank calling. And they prank call Benson. And Benson gets upset. <laughs> and then Benson comes to the um park and he um just goes he comes to the park and he's like oh you guys are prank calling oh let me try and he's like ring ring who's this oh Morgan and Rigby should get back to their jobs oh oh and he rips the the um he rips the the phone off of the wall and he just like smashes it and goes ham on it well for all of you who may or may not know there is a meme where somebody took that same scene 
and they added something to it. I'm going to put that clip in right now. It is a little um, ear rapey though, just to let you know. Ring, ring. Hello, what's that? Nigga! I know it's unrelated. I just thought that was really funny and that you guys should get to experience that like me. And so they, they you know, prank call and then they, they say they're going to prank call to prank caller. And then what they do, so really kind of funny thing is Mordecai calls the guy. Oh, yeah, this is when they go get the phones from Pops. And it's like we see that, like, he made, like, a tumor in his head or something. Nobody really knows. And they end up, um, oh, yeah, they wrap um, aluminum foil around their heads to stop the radiation. They call it a print. Mordecai calls a print call. And he's like, sir, you ordered 50 pizza. He's like, okay, that's cool. Um, you, should, you should bring them right over. Your mom was getting kind of hungry. Oh. Um, and then he hangs up and then it progress and it progresses with them pissing him off more and more until he uses his like powers to send him back in time. Like the eighties called, they want their prank calls back or some shit like that. And, um, they get me, they, they call, uh, Benson skips and pops to the eighties too. And they end up getting them back by using an answering machine and a phone. And, they, you know, it's pretty smart. They get them back. And that's when they come back to the present. They they walk through this hallway. And this hallway has doors. And the doors have years on them. Like, there's 1988, 1991, 94, 97. There's, like, 2001, 2004. And then it's called The Present, the year they're in. I took this to assume, like, it's probably, like, 07 to 2010. Somewhere in that range. So that was just an assumption. So episode 7's done. Let's get to episode, uh... Oh, excuse me. That was episode 9. Let's get to episode 10. Entitled Don. It's Don... It, episode's about Rigby's, um, older... Or, excuse me, younger brother, Don. And so, in this episode, the, um... The, uh... The park is getting audited. So, uh... Benson's like, okay, does anybody know an accountant? And then Muscle Man says, I know an accountant. And then <laughs> Benson goes, if you say your mom, you're fired. Man, ma'am! It was... You're fired! It was worth it! Yeah! And, yeah. And so, I have another scene that's been edited to meme quality. I think, like, shared you guys. And yeah, it's a little ear rapey, too. I'm gonna say the N-word! No! If you say the N-word, you're fired! Nigga! Get out! It was worth it! Just so you guys can enjoy that scene as much as I do. But anyway... Um, Don pulls up, um, Mordecai ends up calling Don, not Rigby, and Don pulls up in his nice red sports car, and we think he's all the same height as Rigby, and he gets out, and he's like this full-grown raccoon person, man, with Rigby's head, but on a regular man-sized body, and it's kind of trippy, and he's like this really cool guy, and whenever he sees somebody, he's like, you know what, give me some sugar, and he just brings him in for a big old hug. And like he and like he clasps him like like the big old handshake where you, or a hug shake whatever where you clasp with another man's hand and you pull him in close is what he does and so I kind of figured Don's between eighteen and twenty two because Rigby's twenty three so essentially the episode kind of boils down to Rigby being upset that Don is there because he he feels as if Don takes all his friends because. Everybody thinks that Don's cooler than Rigby, so Rigby's always been in Don's shadow. But Don's like, what? I thought you were cool. I thought you were the cool one. Like, when you stopped wearing clothes, that was so cool. And I started doing it. 
still is confirmed that Rigby and Mordecai just don't wear clothes. Because other people in the universe do wear clothes, and Mordecai and Rigby just don't wear them for some reason. Um, yeah, that's all that happens. And now let's get to episode 11. Episode 11 is entitled Rigby's Body. And this was one of my um, favorite episodes. And this is the episode where Rigby um, and Mordecai, they end up working at the snack bar. And Pop's like, when I work here, the food is free. So after Pop says that, Mordecai and Rigby just go on an absolute binge. Just eating everything. Even food that shouldn't even be eaten. Like they deep fry like some nasty shit. Like a, like a, a cup of soda, a burger, and ice cream. I think a donut too. And Mordecai just eats it. And they put like a bunch of like snacks and like snack cakes and stuff in a microwave. And they chug it. Like Rigby lifts up the um the microwave and just chugs it right out the microwave. He's oof. So Mordecai's like, oh man, I gotta eat something healthy fast. Rigby's like, what? No. If I just keep eating junk food, my body will get better. His body does not to get better at all. He ends up like ruining his body ruining his body so bad that his soul or this blobby greenness, which is Rigby's essence, I guess, gets tossed out. And it simply boils down to he has to get back into his body by sundown or he won't be able to get back into it anymore. So he, after some misadventures happen, Rigby ends up in a trash, um, a trash truck, a garbage truck, where he meets this other guy who had the same kind of experience but the opposite, where he just kept jacking iron, just working out, getting so big and buff, his body just gave up on him. And so he couldn't get back in his body enough times. So now he's just like a disembodied essence soul in a um in a basketball. And he's like, oh, you lost your body too? Yeah. And then he's just like, oh, I'll take care of it. No problem. And he goes and he just leaves. He bounces off to go get it. And um, Mordecai and Rigby, I mean, excuse me, Mordecai and Skips find Rigby in just enough time. And they go track down the guy who... Who took Rigby or the soul? I guess who took Rigby's body, and um, like he put in like a wrestling singlet, and he's trying to lift weights to get his body straight, and so they end up chasing him, and like, like this is like the park geography doesn't make any sense. Like they start chasing him, he starts running, he's like out running a golf cart. I mean, yeah, a golf cart, and they end up on, on this cliff by the water, and like no time flat. Just the next scene, which I thought was weird. And so in this scene, like he like he take like Rigby's the guy in Rigby's body ends up taking it, and um and he gets to this this like play set like this park play set and Rigby and him fight over the body and he gets thrown out the body and he <laughs> he lands on a slide and this fat kid slides down and <laughs> when the kid gets off of the um slide. His pants are like in, in his ass, cracked and shoved up there. He's like, my mouth was open. He <laughs> gets what he deserved. And then Rigby's body ends up getting run over. So it looks like roadkill. <laughs> it has like a like a big old tire mark in the middle. And Mordecai's like, Rigby, you want me to get back in? He's like, yeah, it's my body. So he gets back. So this is the scene, you know, the meme scene. Where Rigby gets in it and he's he blinks his eyes, blink, blink. Mordecai goes, "Dude, how do you feel?" <laughs> he starts to scream. Dude, 
How do you feel? And that concludes um, episode number 11. And that concludes um, season one. And so just something I forgot to mention earlier when I was talking is that um, J.G. Quintel's um, show, regular show, was based off of an, an, um, excuse me, an animated short he did while in college, I believe at Cal Arts, called Tuna A&PM, where two, sl- two slackers who work at a um, gas station take acid. And when they take acid... One becomes a Blue Jay, one becomes a uh, Gumball Machine, which would go on to become Benson and Mordecai. And then there's another short he made called um, Something Something, or like a guy in Lolly Land, something like that. And like this guy who's like a lollipop who would become Pops later on. And also on this show, um, and before some more facts about J.G. Quintel, uh, before he went to work on... Um, at um, regular show, he also worked with several other um, very notable and very prominent creators at Cartoon Eric and in animation. These creators would go to form something called the Flapjack family. And the Flapjack family is where like a bunch of creators came from working on one show called The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. But it actually goes a little bit deeper and I'm going to kind of tell you how a lot of your favorite shows are connected just a little bit of a slight detour first we're going to start with one man called Gendy Tartakovsky and his work on um his work on Dexter's Dexter's Laboratory a person that worked on Dexter's Laboratory called Craig McCracken would later go on to develop Powerpuff Girls and who also worked on Powerpuff Girls one man by um I'm going to butcher his name I'm sorry if you ever listen to this Thorpe Van Orman. He's the creator of Flapjack. And do you want to know who else worked on Flapjack? J.G. Quintel and Pendleton Ward. J.G. Quintel, of course, made regular show and um, Pendleton Ward made Adventure Time. Now, from regular show, some big names that come from that are Owen Dennis. Owen Dennis is the guy that made Infinity Train or the creator of Infinity Train. And then we have J.G. Quintel's other show, Close Enough. But, um, and also, excuse me, I missed somebody from, um, Flapjack, Alex Hirsch, the creator of Gravity Falls, also stemmed from Flapjack, who would later go on to, you know, help make some shows, Amphibia and the Owl House. Now, let's jump back to Adventure Time. Adventure Time spawned the most, created the most, um, uh, creative minds of going to make the most shows. So, Pendleton Ward also made a show called Bravest Warriors, which was produced by Channel Federator. And from um, Adventure Time, you got Rebecca Sugar, who of course made some songs for Adventure Time and did some storyboard and some voice acting and all that good stuff, who would go to make Steven Universe. And from um, Steven Universe, you have the guy that made Craig of the Creek, Matt Burnett and Ben Levin. And let's jump back to Adventure Time. No one going all over the place, but we got to keep doing this because all these shows are connected in terms of their creators. Adventure Time also spawned the creator of Clarence, Skylar Page, and um, Ian Jones Cordy, the creator of OKKO, and the creator of OKKO spawned the help the creator of Mau Mau Adventurers of Pure Heart, um, Parker Simmons, and also um, the person that a person from Adventure Time that made Hilda, who was uh, Luke Pearson's. So, 
I'm just telling you right now, in the animation... Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot one, another show. One of my personal favorite shows, Over the Garden Wall, who also came from Adventure Time, who is Pat McHale. He also worked on um, Flapjack and then worked on Adventure Time and eventually made um, Over the Garden Wall, which is really kind of Flapjack-esque in its, um, in its sort of macabreness. And later, we'll, we'll talk about Over the Garden Wall eventually and on the future. But these are just to tell you that a lot of the shows that you watch, um, all the creators probably still talk and maybe go over for drinks or whatever. Because in the animation industry, it's kind of like you got to be really good to get a show and you just got to know people. It's, it's, a, it's both what you know and who you know because that will help you get your own show that will go on to help and inspire other kids. So... Never kind of forget who you come up with. You know what I mean? Just always be looking to help get your peoples bigger and better. You feel me? I don't know why I talk like that. I don't usually talk like that. I was kind of pointless. But anyway, that was today's episode of the Cartoon Cartoon Wednesdays podcast. If you stayed this long, I'm really happy you did. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow me on Instagram at Cartoon Cartoon Wednesdays. And feel free to text me with your, or DM me rather, or text me too with your, um, with your thoughts, um, and even suggestions for a future episode. Cause right now, as of making this episode, I've already started, um, research on next week's episode and I'm decently done, decently in with next week's research, but Hey, it's never too late to suggest another week's, um, entry and eventually we will hit one of my favorite animated shows one piece um i will do a one piece series over the summer so after graduation that's when it's going to start and i'll probably take me the entire summer so if there is a show you want to see before i block out my entire summer please dm me talk to me let me know you're loving it and i'll see what i can do about that but like i said before This was this week's episode of the Cartoon Cartoon Wednesdays podcast, and I hope you all have a wonderful day. I'm out. Peace.